You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. It's music to my ears, boys. We're back. Filthy Fantasy Football Show. A safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Thank you for uh, letting us have vacation. As always, your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Realm, Fantasy Fish. The fuck is going on, everybody? How's it going? Oh, yeah. So we took a little uh, end-of-season vacation, mostly because we were all on the COVID IR list, and uh, we apologize for that, but, you know, fuck it. Let's get back right to it. So uh, shit happens. Fantasy season ended. I correctly predicted that the Rams would win the Super Bowl. I think that was like the only good thing I've done this whole fantasy year. How much were you guys shitting bricks when it was the Chiefs and the Niners one game away from being my prediction? Because I caught a lot of shit. I caught a lot of shit for saying the Niners were a Super Bowl <laughs> contender. You, yeah, hey, you're not you're you're an Aaron Donald away from having the 49ers in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he fucking is a stud, man. You know, I will say Cooper Cup rightfully deserved the Super Bowl MVP, but Aaron Donald should have gotten like co-MVP cuz there's no Super Bowl without Aaron Donald. I mean, in all honesty, he was having a fucking rough go. That offensive line actually blocked him well. They did a good job until they fucking ended when he really had to put the team on his back and said, "You know what? Fuck you, Joe Burrow." Time to die. And he did his thing, man. Yeah, well, you know, fucking Aaron Donald's relentless. But then uh, I will say this, too. Mostly he gets a lot of flack because he talked a lot of shit on social media. Eli Apple <laughs> being like the, the butt end of a joke. But I will say Jalen Ramsey's a Super Bowl ring uh, from being fucking Eli Apple because he was getting smoked all fucking night. Now, granted, the, the face mask where T. Higgins ripped his head off. That was the no call that led to the touchdown right up. But the thing is, the last play of the game, Jamar Chase beat Ramsey. Ramsey was on the ground. Yeah, he fell but again. If, yeah. Eli Apple's been burned so bad in the playoffs so many times. So he got burned when he was on the Saints in the playoffs. He, He's just, I don't know. He, he's, all, he's always on a good team, but he just always gets, always gets beat. Well, the thing with Eli Apple, it's because you talk shit, you get hit. That's the problem. If he didn't run his mouth so much, people... I mean, he probably gets some shit talking just because you know, he was getting embarrassed by Cooper Cup out. He was getting embarrassed by OBJ before he tore his ACL. But, uh, I don't know. Ultimately, I will say, it was a fun game. I'm happy Kansas City wasn't in it, so we wouldn't have to deal with Jackson and Brittany. Yeah, fuckers. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, um, I, I don't have, like, a news section, but I did tweet about it earlier that... Uh, that it came out that Patrick Mahomes had a discussion with Jackson and Brittany saying that they shouldn't come to games anymore because they're just not good for the brand. They're too distracting. They shouldn't be related to him anymore. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I hope that's true because I, I did look at a tweet that, that uh, Mahomes put out later, and he said he said something about you guys will say anything nowadays Are you guys on make Twitter. up too much stuff? Yeah, you, you guys, guys make up too like much that. shit. It's like, uh, I hope... You're fucking lying because you need to have that conversation stat. It's probably not true because how like how much does he even pay attention to what his brother's doing while he's 
there, you know? Like, you would hope yeah, not see, much. I, I was I was talking about it with so my my girlfriend, she was cuz you know she she knows I talk a lot of shit about Jackson and Britney, so she was asking me about that and I was like, "You know what? It's not so much that it's cuz Patrick's busy playing in the game, but it's in the press conferences after the game where people ask him questions about his brother and his fucking dumb wife that it's probably like, dude, like, you know, with with Britney just being a loudmouth bitch, which is fine, you know, hey, support your man, I get it. Like I, I'm trying to look at it from both both sides of the argument, but at the same time, like, you know, Jackson throwing water bottles at, you know, Baltimore Raven fans and, you know, Britney's pouring champagne on on the crowd underneath her when they were heading to the AFC championship. It's kinda like, you know, I get it, but at the same time, like you're a grown you're an adult. Like you need to handle yourself more responsibly. But yeah, I don't know. We're yeah, already certainly this, annoying. Yeah, we're giving this way too much credence than uh, than they deserve. <laughs> but anyway, Tom Brady might retire, but he might not. There's rumors that he might end up with the 49ers. But why would they do that? It's just rumors. Put those rumors I think, away. I think Brady's done. I think he's just done. Like, what can you do? Like, what else is there for you to do? And why the Niners? Because that's his hometown team. Right, because that's who he grew up a fan of, or some bullshit. He's a big Debo Samuel fan. Come on, they could have they he, they tried to get him when he went to the Buccaneers. Though. He could have so gone there if he there wanted. If he to, he wanted. Would, yeah, exactly. He would have already exactly. had a chance. The reality is, is this: they're gonna get a first round pick for Garoppolo. They're gonna get it from the Washington Redskins. I think they should trade uh, the Washington the Commanders. No, What's his name the Washington Lance. Redskins. They made a mistake in Trey Lance. Can they should trade him. Admit that. No, no, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. <laughs> I think that Trey Lance is going to be just fine. He learned from Garoppolo, which I know some people may say that's fucking terrifying. I don't think so. Anytime you aren't on the field and you're learning, that's okay. He's going to go out next year. He's going to do what he's got to do. He's got Shanahan. They're going to get a fucking the number 11 pick this year. Find somebody else. Bring them in. That This is exactly what I was hoping would happen. Let's get it done. You know, I will say, like, like when you hear a lot of stuff, like a lot of shit, like kind of like, um, like rumor has that the Colts are going to cut uh, Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. and like, like a lot of the quarterback carousel that people were talking about. But at the same time, like, who are you going to get? Like, who the f- like? I-, I had a discussion with uh, with a guy the other day. He's a big, um, I don't know why, but he's a big Giants fan, and oh, he was God. talking about Daniel Jones. And he's like, we need a new quarterback. And I, I said, yeah, you do. But, I mean, who are you going to pick up? Blake Bortles? You know, like Mike Glennon? I mean, like who like who the fuck do you sign? Yeah, there's nobody out there. I mean, the best options are probably like, like Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater. And then after that, like you might like you're looking at like Mitchell Trubisky and Marcus Mariota. I mean, they could draft a guy. They've got two first rounders. Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Knock <laughs> it off. <laughs> what, what, what was it? What's it? Uh, Jeff Driscoll, the old Driscoll. Oh, old Driscoll. <laughs> the old so-and-so. Oh, yeah, but, but I don't know. So, all right. So let's, uh, we're going to recap your fantasy 2021 season. And then uh, we're going to kind of break down what's going to be coming to you guys this off season as we, Glide your fantasy football dick into the 2022. 
Uh, first off, let's talk about some filthy fantasy football awards. Our fantasy MVP, everybody across the board said Cooper Cup. Coop. Honorable mentions, J- JT, Jonathan Taylor, and Jamar Chase. But, I mean, Cooper Cup, goddamn, what a year. Just, I mean, you couldn't have asked Triple Crown. Just, <laughs> great year. I mean, fuck. Yeah. Good special on guy. Uh, draft Steel. Uh, we all had mixed views. I said Cooper Cup just because he was drafted in like the sixth round and became the wide receiver one in fantasy. Rome, you picked Debo. Fish, you picked Hertz. If you guys want to shed some light on that. Yeah, I mean, I think Debo speaks for himself. This guy finally stepped up. You didn't have to. Do- you got him in what? The eighth through tenth round? Nobody was even talking about this guy. It was all Ayuk. Everybody was on Ayuk's dick, and Debo said, hold the fucking phone. I'm going to actually be like Debo from Friday and be the motherfucking monster. And mm. he did it, man, all year. The man put it together. Can't argue with that. Yeah, and mine with Hertz is, I mean, depending upon your league, you, you know, he, he was a pretty low quarterback going in, and he finished as a quarterback 9 or 10. If you drafted him, you were probably thinking, okay, I'm going to be streaming my quarterback. And, you know, you could play him every week. It was scary, but you could do it. Yeah, totally. Uh, draft bust of the year, other than Allen Robinson. Um, I picked Dalvin Cook. Rome, you picked Christian McCaffrey. And Fish, you took Waller. The reason why I went with Dalvin Cook was you took him somewhere between the number one and the number three overall pick. And he finished the running back 16, and he only had like one or two weeks where he was the running back one. He only had, I think, I think I read he only had like three rushing touchdowns last year and just did not perform fantasy for you at all. But, you know, so I just, then he was hurt. I mean, you can't predict injury, but just sucked. Then Rome, uh, looks like you took uh, CMC. Yeah. I mean, at this point, this is two years in a row now that he's been like the number one fucking pick and it's just gotten you, he's gotten hurt early and just. He can't get over the hump. And you know the sick part about this whole fucking thing is next year, he's still going to be my number one, and he might do it again. He might be on this fucking list next year for draft bust. Who knows? I actually, it was crazy. I saw a uh, a mock draft somewhere where Christian McCaffrey fell all the way to the 108. But who knows? Maybe that's the way he's trending. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I threw Waller in there, and, you know, when he played, he wasn't really all that bad. He had, like, a few bad games, like, under 10 points. But what really killed me is he was supposed to be out, like, week 13 and 14. He was supposed to come back right in time for the playoffs, and then he didn't come back in the fantasy playoffs. But you couldn't get rid of him because he was just a week away and a week away and a week away, and then you were eliminated from the playoffs. And, I mean, he finished as the tight end uh, 17 in PPR, which is, you'd want him to finish higher, but he did miss, you know, quite a bit of games. So he was on track to probably be in the top 10 there. Um, Not as high as you'd want him, even when he was on track, but missing that last portion of the season where you couldn't even get rid of him because you thought he was coming back just killed you. Yeah, it fucked you up. Uh, it's, It's hard to argue with that. Uh Best waiver wire pickup. I went ahead and said Hunter Renfro. Uh, Fish, I know you had a soft spot for him in your heart this year, but reason why I loved him was because he came practically free. 
He was like he was a top twelve wide receiver, so he's a wide receiver one for the year. He seemed he's had I'm looking at it right now in full PPR scoring. He had one, two, he had three games total with only single digit points. You know, he ended the year strong for you in fantasy. I mean, in championship week, he went seven for seventy six with a touchdown. So I mean, it it's hard it's hard to not love that. So I you know, and you got him off waivers. No one drafted him, and he was great. Yeah, he's still my boyfriend. And I put him as an honorable mention. Rome, I'll let you pick up on Cordell Patterson. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, we definitely self-explanatory. We doubled up on this one here. He's The guy came on and just spit hot fire all season long. Nobody, nobody expected this. Nobody drafted him. He definitely came out. And you know what was the best part about him? The reason I put him as the best waiver pickup is because of the flexibility. You have Renfro, and that's great. He was a steal, but he played wide receiver. With fucking Patterson, you could fill him in almost fucking anywhere. You need a running back? Cool. You want to fucking start a running back at wide receiver? Even better. Put him in there. He he gave me a lot of flexibility because I had him in a lot of fucking leagues. I was lucky enough to, to pick him up. See, see, we I was going to go with Patterson as my original pick, but the problem is weeks 15, 16, 17, a.k.a. the fantasy playoffs, he had single-digit points. And so... He might have gotten you to the playoffs. He was very valuable. He was a great pickup. I had him in a couple leagues, too, so I was very happy about that. But then it got to the end of the year, and I had to drop him because he just wasn't producing anymore. I feel you. And, uh, you know, but. All right, worst waiver wire pickup across the board. We all said Le'Veon Bell because he cost $82 (laughs) in waiver fab. Thank you, David. Like that, I mean. Okay, jokes aside, Bell was the worst because everyone was so excited because Edwards Lair got hurt. So everyone's like, oh, Le'Veon Bell's a stud. And then he didn't even make the roster. He he played for, what, two weeks with Kansas City? No, with and Baltimore. Then, Baltimore. With Baltimore, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. With Baltimore. He played like two weeks with Baltimore, got cut, and then you just never heard from him ever again. But mm-hmm. it was just funny because in, in, in a league – in many leagues, he was going for a lot of fab dollars. He was, you know, the number one waiver pickup. People got burned by him, so it was just kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, quarterback bust. We all went with Ryan Tannehill, and I think that's more just because I talked him up so much in the preseason. You know, he came to me, in my opinion, he came basically free because you were getting him in double-digit rounds, and then he was droppable yeah. all year. All year. Uh, Wide receiver bust. I went ahead and went with Calvin Ridley because his mental health, which apparently I I heard rumors that he actually doesn't have any mental health problems, not trying to downgrade or downplay that because if that is the case, that sucks. But I already just didn't want to play this year. He's like, fuck it. I don't feel like doing this this year. And uh, if that if that's the case, that's totally shitty on his part. But, you know, but you got burned by Ridley because he was drafted within the first or second round. And he only played in uh, like four, five games for you. So yeah, it was, it was just, rough. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. Yeah, my my wide receiver bust. I went with uh, with old Julio Jones just to keep it in line with my fucking bust of a quarterback here. The whole reason Tannehill is a bust is because Julio Jones went to Tennessee and was supposed to be this stud. Julio Jones seemed to just couldn't he couldn't stay on the field. He could not stay on the field, even when he was healthy and didn't have an injury on him. He just didn't seem to have it. He wasn't the same guy. He's lost whatever he did have. Uh, I mean, he's probably won't be a bust next year. He'll be drafted. I don't know if he's drafted. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I put Jerry Judy. Um, he did miss a lot of time with an injury, but when he came back, like he never, you know, scored more than fifteen points, and that's just pretty bad. Uh, no cheating. If you guys are looking at him, don't don't answer this. But do you know how many touchdowns he had this year? Fucking Judy? none. None. <laughs> no touchdowns all year. Um, and he and he goosed you in the playoffs. He got in set week seventeen on the championship week. He got zero. Week fifteen, he had zero. I mean, it it just wasn't wasn't what you thought you were gonna get. He had a lot of potential. I think he still does going forward, but it just it just wasn't his year. Yeah. Honorable honorable mention for wide receiver bust Henry Ruggs. Ah. Damn it, the good old good old Henry Ruggs. <laughs> uh, running back bust of the year. Uh, Rome looks like you and I both agree that was Saquon Barkley. I mean, to me. You could also interchange it with Dalvin Cook, but Barkley, I was low on him coming into the year, but you know it was hard to argue he was still a top five running back in most drafts, and he sucked. He was he's on a bad team. Um, I, I think he ended the year. Let's see, Saquon. He ended the year as the running back thirty, which is no good. He only had two rushing touchdowns. He had two receiving touchdowns, but just. That offense is a total disaster, and, you know, it sucks because Barkley, I mean, same thing with Dalvin Cook. You can't bench him. You have to play him, and he hurt you for it, so. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 agree. Put, Mike, I put Mike Davis here, and the thing is a lot of people were kind of high on him. He was the only running back in Atlanta, right? Well, wrong. You know, he had his games where he he did decent, but he was so unpredictable. He only had three touchdowns on the year, and you thought, like, hey, if he's going to get work, even if he splits the load, it's going to be in the red zone. But, nope, Cordell took that, too. People picked him up in, I think, like the third round. I think he was, like, a RB2, RB3, and, you know, he finished as the RB36 in PPR and 43 in standard, and just pretty bad. Yeah, that that's tough. Uh, tight end bust of the year. I went ahead and went with T.J. Hawkinson, just because he looked outstanding. You know, he was the he was the tight end one between the first after the first two weeks of the season, and then just <laughs> it sucked. I mean, he ended the year as the tight end fifteen. He had a couple of good games here and there, and then he missed the the end of the year with an injury. But you know, injuries you can't really predict. But it was just you, you drafted him pretty early. He was getting drafted in, uh, you know, I, I want to say in like the first eight rounds or so. So you expected him to be a dominant tight end, but he just, he wasn't. And it greatly affected your team. So. Yeah, I I agree. That's why I had him as mine as well. Yeah. And I thought about putting him as well. I put Waller. Same reasons we already touched on. So we can kind of move along from yeah. that one. Uh, quarterback steal. Uh, fish to kind of tie in with uh your draft steal from earlier, you know, Jalen Hurts, he was drafted very, very late in fantasy. And I think he was like, he was a top five quarterback, I believe. Uh, let's see. He, Jalen Hurts, he's a quarterback nine. Okay. So I was close, but still top 12 quarterback. So he's a quarterback one on the year. You got him super late. So that, that was, you know, you're, you're loving that. And uh, I can't, can't argue with what he did on the field. I mean, it was, it was one yeah. of those players where, you can't watch him play because he threw a lot of interceptions and was just kind of a, he's a bad real life quarterback, but amazing fantasy quarterback. And yeah, that's kind of what you want. Yeah. And when, when you said he was QB five, I think he was in the top five for like the first 15 weeks of the season. 
I think I read a stat during the season. I could be wrong. Um, but earlier in the year during fantasy, he was like the only quarterback in all of fantasy that was like a quarterback one every week for like the first 10 right. weeks or some shit like I that. Th- I think there was a point in time where he was like the top three QBs. I think, maybe I was gonna QB say, I think one, the, like mid season. I think he was the quarterback two at like the halfway point on the season. So, you know. Nice. I went with good old Joey Burrow. I think Joey Burrow, most people weren't going to spend out on him. You weren't sure, right? He's coming back off this fucking injury that he had last year where he almost lost a leg. This guy is a stud and showed it all year long. I pulled it up here. He was the quarterback seven on the year, threw for about 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, only 14 picks. The guy is putting it together, and this team moving forward is only going to get better. I think he's really – it's an exciting time right now, especially for a Cincinnati fan. Oh, 100%. My wide receiver steal of the year, I went ahead and went with Debo Samuel. He ended the year as uh, wide receiver three, uh, you know, kind of like what you were talking about earlier, Rome. But he was drafted late. You know, like you said, everyone liked Ayuk. I mean, personally, I like Sam. I like Debo more than Ayuk going into the year. But I mean, especially when they turned him into a running back on top of that, and he was getting mixed in the run and the passing game, and the offense just purely ran through Debo. And then what's funny is my honorable mention. I actually want to say, uh, and and I I love him for dynasty is Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he won a lot of fantasy championships for people just because he was he was undrafted in almost every fantasy. Uh, league, if I if I can remember correctly, but he ended the year as the wide receiver twenty one. But the thing is, in the last in the fantasy playoffs of weeks fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, he was like the wide receiver like eight. So he and he, I mean, you, you couldn't ask for more. Um, I, I guess spoiler alert, you know, for Dynasty, if you can find a manager in Dynasty that is selling Amon Ross St. Brown. I would buy all the shares of Mon Ross St. Brown that I possibly could. Oh. Yeah, he turned it on when it mattered. I mean, exactly. He was kind of middle of the road, lower RB3 or wide receiver, I mean, three, probably not even for some of the season, but when it when it mattered, if you had him, uh, that would have been that would've been nice. He, in our in our uh filthy fantasy startup dynasty league, Amon Ross St. Brown helped me win a championship. It's a super flex league. I had no quarterbacks because Kirk Cousins got COVID herpes. I basically won with Drew Locke and Amon Ross because Amon Ross St. Brown put up like 30 points. Like that's that's what helped win me the championship in our uh, dynasty league. So, uh, Rome, who did you love? So I went ahead and my wide receiver steal was Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson ended the season as the number 12 wide receiver in standard scoring, and number eight in PPR. The guy got 170 targets, 107 receptions, 1,100 yards, only eight touchdowns, but that is a career high to this point. The guy's 25 years old, and he let's be honest here, he made, he made a guy who can't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field look like he can still play quarterback in the NFL. He made Ben Roethlisberger look okay. The real you know, funny when or go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's funny that you put uh, Deontay Johnson. Cause remember in our, in our home league, our main league, 
I drafted him in like the fifth round, and I think you texted me like that sucks, and I said I'm not happy about this draft pick right now. Yeah, but I, I, I wasn't high was good. on I wasn't high on anything Pittsburgh. They proved me wrong in a lot of fucking in a lot of uh, points this year. Harris did me did me in, and so did Johnson. Good for them though. Yeah. I'm happy for them. Yeah. All right, fish. What do you got? Yeah, I put Brandon Cooks. Um, he was kind of boomer bust. Yeah. You know, he had some games with you know five points, three points, which is pretty bad. But he he was drafted in like the ninth, tenth round in leagues, and he finished as a wide receiver twenty in both standard and PPR. In the playoffs, he goosed you in week sixteen, which would really suck. But if you if you made it through that, you know, the week before he had twenty nine, the week after he had nineteen point six, which is you know, like I said, if you made it through that goose, that would have been pretty sweet. Probably didn't. But going into the season, people were like, he hasn't got a quarterback. He's got a bad offense. They aren't going to score. And in that bad offense, without a quarterback, he still finished as a wide receiver 20. And I think that's pretty remarkable. I agree. Yeah, hard, hard to argue with that. Uh, running back steals of the draft. I went ahead and went with Leonard Fournette. He was drafted in double-digit rounds or even undrafted in a lot of leagues because he wasn't even the starter going into the league or into the season. Ronald Jones was. And then out of nowhere, Leonard Fournette took the starting job, had kind of a really slow beginning. So his first three weeks weren't very good, but then he solidified his role week four on. He ended the year as the running back six, you know, because he was, he was involved in the passing game and the running game. And the crazy thing is this. He was the running back six but he didn't even play in week 16 or 17. Wow. So, I mean, if he had two more weeks, especially his the last two weeks of the season for the fantasy season for the uh, for the, the Buccaneers, they played the Panthers and the Jets. So he could have had – he could have ended up yeah. the, the running back three, you know, if he had yeah. two more weeks, especially against some bad defenses. So I, I loved Fournette. Yep, I put him yeah. there as well. It is a bummer he missed those last games. And I think in the scoring on Sleeper, they even include Week 18. Just, I don't know if that matters. It doesn't matter to us, but he could have even been higher because they played Carolina again. And Carolina was starting to kind of, you know, they started pretty solid on defense, but they kind of, they petered off at the end there. Yeah. yeah. Rome, who'd you got? So I went ahead and I went with a, just a little different variant here because there is still value and there is still steals that happened early on. I went with Joe Mixon. Most people he fell into in most drafts, second round, mid-second rounds, maybe even third round for the crazy fuckers. People were buying into this, you know, 40, 49th ranked running back last year, had a hard fucking year. Well, he fucking repaid everybody that decided to take him. Because he ended up the number three standard scorer, rushing scorer, and the number four in a PPR. This guy finally, I don't want to say finally, like he's been good for his career. He had a rough rookie year and a rough 2020. Every other year, the guy's been hovering around the fucking top 10 of running backs. I mean, this guy's 25 years old. He's got a bunch of years left. I think he's fucking great. And I think he proved everybody right that decided to take him this year with that second round pick and they probably kissed everybody in their draft for it. Yeah. I can't, can't argue with that tight end steal of the year. I'm going to go with Rob Gronkowski. He was great at the beginning. He kind of burned you because in the middle of the year, he missed like every week because he was hurt, but he missed one, two, three, four, five. He missed six games, 
but he was still the tight end seven. And he came very late in drafts. He was he was going he was getting drafted double digits. So he came basically free. Actually, I think there was a league I was in where he wasn't even drafted. So he was a waiver wire pickup. And I mean, I, I kind of get it. He was old, kind of banged up. A lot of mouths to feed in Tampa Bay. But Tom Brady was looking for his guy, got Gronk paid. And he was, if you, if you were brave enough to hang on to him in fantasy, which I will say, uh, commissioners out there, if you don't have an IR spot, the fuck's wrong with you? Get IR spots. Because if you dump them in your IR, you're okay with that. But, I mean, Gronk was great. <laughs> I mean, it's just... And I, I think he's... I think he's... I think he officially retired again. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Go Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went with... Uh, I went with Dallas Godert. I know that... Uh, I mean, listen. You're going to find a steal at tight end as long as you're not fucking spinning out on one of the top three guys. Because you're, you're not going to have to spend out on any of them, so they're all going to seem like fucking steals. Dallas Godert had an oh, he had a good year. He was a top 10 tight end, had almost 200 fantasy points, at least in, in my league here, though I'm looking at his stats. 56 targets, or 56 receptions, 830 yards, four touchdowns. The guy can, he has the ability, which is what you want from a tight end, to catch about a touchdown a game. <laughs> he has that he has that ability. But he can also go for 30 like he did week fucking 13 against the Jets. This is the kind of guy that makes a steal in my opinion. That's a good pick. What do you got fish? Yeah, not bad at all. Uh I put Dalton Schultz. Um you know, he was he was drafted low. Some some places he wasn't drafted and the thing is Blake Jarwin came back from injury, so people were like, oh, Blake Jarwin's going to be back, and, and he he won the position. He ended up as the tight end three in standard and PPR, and this is a guy that you got pretty late, or you could have even grabbed off waivers, depending upon the league you're in, and he was consistent all year. Like I said, he stole the job from Jarwin. Jarwin was nowhere to be seen, and like finishing as a tight end three, it drafted probably as a tight end 10 plus it, like if you got him you pretty much had that position solidified all season yeah um we have a lot more categories to go but i'm going to we're going to nix a couple cuz it's just taking a long time but we're going to i'm going to bounce ahead to the fantasy rookie of the year i went ahead and picked Najee Harris just because his immediate impact was impressive I mean, you know, 1,200 rushing yards. He had uh, 10 total touchdowns. You know, he was number four running back in standard, three in PPR. He was drafted in the first round, which, you know, Rome, you and I both, like, at the beginning of the year were like, ah, God, a first-round pick on this guy with no O-line, a 700-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. I just don't see it happening. But, goddamn, he he was good all year. And – you know, if if you if you took him, congratulations. So, one thing I'll say, I took him too, so I'll just tack on to that. He finished as the wide receiver four in standard and three in PPR. He had seven rushing touchdowns and three receiving touchdowns on the year, which is not that many touchdowns for somebody finishing that high, in my opinion. And I think that that's pretty, you know, pretty good to. He was getting points without scoring a lot of weeks. 
Well, it was all the PPR. They think there was a week he had like 13 catches or 15 catches or something like that. Right. So, I mean, he was just yeah. – he was saving you in the PPR. And uh, he, like I said, he, his immediate impact in fantasy was just – it was impressive. It, it, it reminded me of Zeke from a couple of years back where it was like, you know, Zeke was great in college. Harris was great in college. I wasn't sure how Zeke was going to – I mean, I knew Zeke was going to be good. I didn't think Zeke was going to come off the bat and be like the running back like four or whatever he was, you know, so. Yeah. Rome, who was your rookie of the year? My rookie of the year is a guy that I've been touting for years now. I, even to, when we first started this show, he was in, he was a fucking player in college, and I said, look out for this guy. Jameer Chase is a fucking animal. He came. This is his rookie fucking year, and he finished number three in standard scoring, number five in PPR, 128 targets, which, let's be honest, we all saw that coming, right? They drafted him with the fifth pick. You better believe they're going to feed this man the rock. 81 catches for 1,455 yards, which I, is that a rookie record? I think it is. Uh, I think it is. I don't know if it's like the record, but it's got to be up there. And 13 fucking touchdowns. This guy is going to be good for a long time, especially with Joey Burrow sitting there mixing. That whole offense, once they get some offensive line to help Burrow, good Lord have mercy, Chase. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go pay whatever I can to get him. I want him in every league. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of wish I had Chase in leagues. I just think now his yeah. price point is going to be so goddamn expensive. You're not going to be able to afford him. I know. Yeah, I'm going to trade my home straight you, up. You, you know you know what you're getting now. So. Yeah. It was a tough pick between the two. Yeah. Then the, the last one we're going to do tonight, the player you have to own in 2022 – Across the board, we all said Jonathan Taylor. I, I think we're all – he's probably the 101 in all formats, dynasty, you know, redraft. He's just he, – he's a monster. I mean, he, he was the running back one in both formats. You know, 1,800 rushing yards with 18 rushing touchdowns, 40 catches with another two reception touchdowns. So he had 20 touchdowns on the year. And the thing is, like, and it's, this isn't a fluke, because last year as a rookie, he shared the backfield. He didn't even get the starting job right off the bat. And he was the running back four in standard and six in PPR. So I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be the guy to have for a long time. Their O-line is still the tits. Like, they're still a great O-line. So and they were banged. Their O line was banged up this year, and he was still running all over everybody. They play in a weak division. Their quarterback is, could be some issues, but let me let me tout that right now. I'll stop that fire. So yeah, Carson Wentz sucked, but his quarterback last year was Jacoby Brissett and Philip Rivers. So I mean, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't I, I matter who his quarterback is. I, we all put Jonathan Taylor right. I did put an honorable mention to Cooper Cup, but the reason that he's not picked for me, at least is you have a much higher chance to replicate what you've done in the past at running back than you do at receiver. We've seen top receivers be in the 40s the next year. Right. You know, Do I think that's going to happen to Cooper Cup? No. But duplicating a season like that, it's not as common. Like, yeah, Devontae Adams has done something like that, but it's not very common at the receiver position. No, it's it's not. You know, it, it, he does have the possibility, but the thing, my 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 concern is this: How healthy is Matthew Stafford's back? Because if Matthew Stafford goes down, 
Like Cooper Cup was great with Jared Goff, but not this good. You know, everyone knew Cooper Cup was good, but not the wide receiver one. And then, yeah, Devontae Adams has done it repeatedly because, you know, not to sound like, you know, shocking, but Devontae Adams is a better wide receiver than Cooper Cup, you know? So it's, it's right. now don't get me wrong. I love Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup's an absolute stud. Um, I would love to have him in any lineup, but I have zero shares of Cooper Cup, and that makes me sad. Right. I think that's my point, though, is like, you know, the player you have to have is always going to be a running back. Unless you have some weird scoring format. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So that'll wrap it up for the 2021 Fantasy Awards. So let's uh, let's let's do a little talking here. So we got some uh, some fun stuff coming for you guys with this upcoming season. Um, we're not going to be a multi-episode a week show until the season gets closer. But for the time being, we're going to be checking in with you guys from time to time. We're going to be talking, you know. We were actually just kind of having like a pre-show meeting before we actually started recording. And we'll probably talk about uh, the combine when that happens, like what kind of rookies we want to expect, some um, dynasty implications plus redraft implications on some of these rookies. Once free agency happens, we're going to talk about and, and the draft. We're going to talk about every we're going to break down every team. All the moves they did, giving you guys hot content, like we said, guiding that fantasy dick into the 2022 season and hopefully winning you guys championships. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, it'll be great. Well, we I missed you guys. College expert Big Rome here yeah. to help with that. I got I got a breakdown for everybody. We'll get it all going. Yeah. So uh, hang tight with us. We're going to make sure that we're still active on the social medias to let you guys know when episodes and content is coming out. But still, be subscribed. Why would you unsubscribe? You stay subscribed and you stay mm-hmm. fans with us. Because mm-hmm. if we helped you. Last year, it's only going to get better, guys. Like a fine wine, it gets better with age. Better with age. Well, actually, we were just thought this is episode eighty-seven for us right now, so we're getting better. We're almost to triple digits, you guys. Shit. So this this is the good shit. This is the good good that you want so bad. But again, oh, yeah. thank you so much for listening, guys. We're sorry about the long vacation that we had. Everybody got very sick, and everyone's healthy and good to go. So we'll be back soon. And again, thank you so much for listening, guys. You get us on the social medias at Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter, at Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. You can send emails to FilthyFantasyFootballShow at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much for the love. We appreciate you guys. King Josh Josh King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.